Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Now, we've been talking recently about seeing divine providence, Hashkacha Pratis, everywhere, and seeing how Hashem is preparing the world for Gula, for redemption, for Mashiach, in many, many different ways. And I had a little adventure today on the airplane, which I think really is a sign of this pattern. I came back from my adventure in Mississippi and Louisiana, where I was helping um, a young lady that has been involved with our organization, uh, teaching her Torah, teaching her children Torah, and so forth. She was in an accident. As I've told this before, this is earlier stories. So today I was on the way home. It was a very early flight. It was 5.15 a.m. from Jackson, Mississippi. And at 1.30 a.m., I was in Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, and so I had to get on the road and drive a couple hours, get to the airport in time to return my car to the rental company and go through security and get on time on the plane in Bar Hashem I did. And actually I had also a chance to speak to my son and his uh, children who live in Israel before uh, they take on Shabbos. It was still early in the morning, five, five o'clock, 4.30 in, um, in Jackson, Mississippi. So it was still Arab Shabbos in Israel. Okay, so I get on the plane, and the plane travels to Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Then I have to switch planes again to another plane, and uh, this is a big one, a big plane. The first one was smaller. This is a big one. And I had seat number 33A. That's a lot of seats on a plane, 33 rows of seats. So I was all the way in the back, the very, very, very last row and the very last seat right next to the window. And I sat down in my seat. I was absolutely exhausted because I hardly slept last night because I had to, in the middle of the night, drive to, uh, to Jackson from, from Louisiana. I was exhausted, so I slept. But at the end of the flight, I woke up, and um, I see this sitting next to me a nice young man. And, of course, I got into talking a little bit, and I asked him if he was Jewish. He said, no, he's not Jewish, but he says he has a Jewish friend from Cincinnati. That's where I was going. That's where he lived. That's where he lives. He says he has a Jewish friend in Cincinnati. And he said, you know, something amazing about my Jewish friend. He moved six weeks ago to um, Charleston, North Carolina. And he said that in six weeks, he's met so many people, so many Jewish people, and he's making friends, and they're going on bike trips together, and, you know, he goes to the to the synagogue every week. I said, oh, does he know Rabbi Groner? Rabbi Groner is the head shliach in uh, North Carolina. And Charlotte, I think, 
not mistaken, is where his center is, main center. It's a school there and shuls and a bunch of different things. He said, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, do you know him? How, how could you know? You live in Cincinnati. I could know. Well, I don't really know him, but I know of him. You know, it's a network. Jewish people are really um, one big family. And I said, I think that's how it is that only after six weeks, your friend has found so many connections because Jewish people really are like one family. And we live like one family. We all live close together to the shul, walking distance. And um, we send our kids to the same school usually or the same schools. We go to the same synagogue and we get to know each other and we invite each other over for Shabbos and so forth. We have lots of activities together. And it's really, you know, like like a family, a community and like a family. He said, yeah, that's really amazing. Now, this is not a Jewish person. But he said, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's such a beautiful thing. So I gave him a card. And on this card, it tells about the Shevin Mrs. B'nai Noach, the seventh commandment of the children of Noah. I said, you know, this is, this is the basic, uh, moral, um, foundation that Hashem gives us in the Torah for all human beings. And when people follow these seven laws, then they are able to create also a beautiful world, beautiful communities, beautiful families. And I realized at that moment that the world really needs to understand the idea of the Jewish community, the secret of the Jewish community. Our communities are very, very close, full of love, full of obvious Israel. Um, we build beautiful schools for our children and shuls for our communities. And though, of course, the non-Jewish people are not supposed to be Jewish, but at the same time, they are able to learn a lot from us. And one of the things they can learn from us is the whole idea of living as a community. But how are they going to live as a community? What's going to bind them together? And I think that the answer to that is serious study of the seven commandments of the children of Noah. Instead of making it something which is, eh, you know, when they have time, a little bit here and then, no, no, that every human being should be very involved in trusting Hashem, believing in Hashem, in prayer, in studying the seven commandments of the children of Noah and really understanding what it is that Hashem wants from us, make a beautiful, godly world. And this way we can really, really make a difference in the entire world, not just the Jewish world, but in the entire world. And that's part of our job. We're supposed to be a light unto the nations. We're supposed to be a guideline for all human beings, a guide. And by showing them the right way to live, the Jewish way, the Jewish extended family, the Jewish communities, the Jewish schools, that this is really the way we build a beautiful world. One more little idea I'd like to share with you. We've talked about Mashiach a lot. And one of the things that Mashiach will do is that he will convince the entire world, he will convince, I'm sorry, the entire Jewish people to go in the ways of Hashem, Torah and mitzvahs. How is he going to convince everybody? He's not going to go around with a stick and say, if you don't do this, I'm going to hit you over the head. Or if you don't do this, you're going to get a punishment. No. Mashiach will, will speak to people in a nice way and send shluchim, send messengers, emissaries, 
so that everybody all over the world, wherever they live, could get the Mashiach message, the Torah mitzvah message, and be taught little by little, one step at a time, in a gentle way, the right way to live, the right way, right way to serve Hashem. And we also can influence the non-Jewish people as well. Also in a friendly way, a nice way, of course, there's always a separation. We don't want to mix our schools with with uh, Jews and non-Jews. We want to have Jewish schools where we can really teach what Jewish kids need. But at the same time, we have... Uh, we do, we're doing business and we run into a non-Jewish person, opportunity to teach them about the seven commandments, the children of Noah. We have neighbors who are not Jewish, opportunity to teach them. Um, we run into them at the park, whatever. We do have to have our separate lives as Jews. But at the same time, the adults at least should certainly try to influence the adult um, Noahides, those people who are not Jewish, but need to learn about the Seventh Commandment. In this way, we will quicken the coming of Mashiach and Geula to make the world a dear Eloi's Baruch a dwelling place for Hashem through our Torah and through our mitzvahs, extra Torah, extra mitzvahs, increasing constantly Torah mitzvahs, especially learning about Mashiach and Geula and bringing him quicker. Thank you so much for joining us for Jewish Stories and more.